Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. She said it because of his wet blanket energy. (laughs) Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. So our boy Dale, you know, our Oscar winning, critically acclaimed actor, Dale Moss, he went on the Vibe pod. One of the hosts from the show is Ivan. And Dale talked about his time on The Bachelorette, but some of the things he said is leading people to believe that he didn't want to get engaged to Claire within 30 seconds, which like docker. But like, listen to what he said and let me know if you get the same vibe, pun intended. It's everyone's journey. Mm-hmm. And I True. think that was a, a misconception. And all, obviously with the lead, a lot of times people will view it and they'll look at it and they just assume it's just their journey to find love. You know, that's a and great point. That's a great point. Yeah. It's everybody's journey. And sometimes you don't have a, dis- you don't have, you know, your journey can stop and you don't have any control or you have to make a decision in those moments. Yeah. Where, um, it, it's not even your, dis- you know, it wasn't by your choice. Like, I think there's all sorts of variables that play into it. So what do you mean your journey can stop and you don't have any say over it? I mean, I think what he means is that sometimes when you go on the show, the lead of the show could just decide that they are marrying you after meeting you one time. <laughs> and then you are faced with the dilemma of, do I get engaged to this person or become the most hated person in America? That's what I think Dale had to deal with. Cause I think we know of his critically acclaimed modeling career as party city model. He definitely was going on the show for clout. Like I think we can all kind of agree with that. So I think he was put in a position where like, if I don't follow through with this, I'm going to become the most hated man in America. Yeah. Like what was his option? Either do what Claire says. Or become like the ultimate villain. Like literally reject Claire after she has already selected you. I can't imagine. What do you think would have happened if he had rejected her? Show over still? Or would she? I don't know. Like And like at that point, he didn't know Tasha was coming. Like imagine if he knew Tasha was coming. He's like, actually, I think I may have more in common with her. I kind of want to stay. He would have never been allowed to. They would have definitely said like, no, you have to go. And especially too, like even if he thought that there was no plan after... Claire, there was no, no, no plan to bring Tasha in. The show would be over. He's faced with like, if he had said no, then he's getting sent home. And yeah. the show literally just started. Right. And he's there for clout. He needs to stay there as long as possible. Yeah. So I see the dilemma. I, see I, I mean, dilemma. I do, but I don't. Like if I was in Dale's exact position with his same mindset of like, I'm here for fame. Yeah. You have to do it. I remember making a meme back in the day and Chris Harrison sits down with Dale and he's like, so how is your overnight? Yeah, good. Dinner's good. Good. Great. Okay. So I'm going to need you to propose today. Like Dale had no fucking (laughs) clue. Like he's like, I had my overnight, which happened two days after meeting Claire because they gave him like a fantasy suite. And then literally the next day he had to propose. Like you really think this dude was at that level already? He wasn't. Clearly he wasn't. And I don't know. I did like them when they were together though. I was hopeful. I really just want Claire to get her happy Oh, see, I never thought there was a chance. I just never, I never thought his heart was in it ever. I'm really upset that she never got to have babies. 
with him? Not with him, but someday. Someday with, with someone, someone else, hopefully. We're still rooting for Claire. Mm-hmm. We still want her on the pod. Ultimate dream guest. Yeah. So, Claire, come on out. Yeah. You've been so good at manifesting. So, like, come on. Moving on. So, my world crumbled when Ashley and JP <laughs> announced their breakup, like, forever ago. They've been split for quite some time. But they were always, like, the perfect bachelorette couple. And people were really shocked by the breakup. But... Ashley did a Q&A on her Instagram and it's leading people to believe that they're not so amicable. Now, if you remember, JP is the one that apparently throws spaghetti at the wall and sees what sticks in Florida. We had that bachelor encounter or something. Yes. What was the spaghetti? Where does the spaghetti come in? Wasn't he just like seeing a lot of people? Yeah, but the the person said that he throws spaghetti at the wall and sees what sticks. Like he kind of just dates everyone throws, yeah, yeah, yeah. throws okay. pickup lines to everyone and he isn't I was apparently like, oh, and he's also taking a cooking class yeah he loves spaghetti so this is what ashley said about jp someone asks on her q a why did you and jp divorce he's so sweet i think that's a really dumb question because he's sweet based off of what a show you saw 10 years ago like and why do you divorce yeah. you could divorce someone who's sweet but this was ashley's right, answer sure. i'm not saying this to comment on anyone's sweetness but i always find these messages interesting because unless you know someone in person how do you know that they're sweet honestly most of the people i love from the bachelor are not super beloved on social media it's really interesting to me how different people can come across on social media versus in person then she gets asked something else and this one's deleted but we have it for you so okay. this is what ashley said someone writes JP used the words stable and civil to describe your relationship. How about you? She goes, he did. LOL. Those words sound political to me. I think we're fine. Very focused on the kids. No frills. So doesn't really sound like they are on the best terms. JP has now responded. Yes. What is the response? JP's response, once again, kind of feels very political. Political. Yes. I'm I'm looking at it right now. So he shares like a, a quote from Don Miguel Ruiz. Are we supposed to know him? Some I don't some know person. Him. And the quote is, Philosopher. Don't, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. That was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, mumbo jumbo. That was a fluff post, political mumbo jumbo. I'm not really surprised by Ashley saying these things, though, because... Like, they are divorced. They're clearly divorced for a reason. I don't think they necessarily owe us explaining the reason. But most people who are divorced do not look fondly on their divorcee person they got divorced from. And I think that's fine. She's probably cleaning up the pasta off the wall all day long. Yeah, and the spaghetti sauce, it's staining yeah. on the wall. She needs to whip out the bleach. And mm. yeah, it's a whole so, thing. It's a lot. She's like, do I really need to do this at the end of the day, JP? Like, fucking stop throwing the pasta. (laughs) Right, exactly. And all of this JP mumbo jumbo of him writing things that literally mean nothing just make me believe Ashley even more. I believe. It's like, what are you even saying? I believe Ashley, but Ashley's comments versus JP's comments, Ashley seems a little bit more like he's putting on grounded and specific. Yeah. Whereas JP's very vague. Yeah, he's just like live, laugh, love. You know. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> don't cry because it's over smile because it happened the only way for a storm to pass is what is it dance in the Earth, rain dancing in the rain like something that someone would hang in their home yeah that they'd buy from tj maxx right but like no shame against maxinistas jp's like always take the road less traveled like he just like spews quotes that you would hang in your kitchen i'm here yes. for it you should start that business me instead of st- no he should oh, stop okay. throwing the spaghetti and create a little like plaque of quotes yeah that are pleasant yet mean nothing yeah. business. There's a market. Okay. Moving on, um, on the topic of broken couples, 
we have updates on Nate and Michelle and Katie and John. So Nate and Katie have both taken the approach of deleting their previous significant other from their Instagram pages. So Nate has deleted every personal picture he had of Michelle. The only ones that are up are ABC affiliated photos with Michelle, like from Celebrity Family right. Feud and the show. And Katie has wiped John. I think that's when you know it ends badly. That's, honestly. yeah. Like, I've, because I've had relationships where, you know, we, we broke up, but it wasn't necessarily bad. You know, people just grow apart, whatever. And I never deleted the photos because it's like, why? If you end it in an amicable, like, oh, it just wasn't our time. Like, things happen, blah, blah, blah. You don't delete the photos. You delete the photos when you're angry. Or you're, you're struggling in some kind of way. For sure. So I think that adds more to our case, especially in the Katie and John Hershey of it all, because last episode we were talking about how her shade with the whole Grim Reaper picture also kind of proves that, like, there's more to this story. And I need to know what it is. And then speaking of Nate and Michelle, have you been keeping up with the Deandra stuff. No, keep me up. Okay, well, so we talked about this last episode too, that Nate has been spotted hanging out with Deandra, usually in Bachelor Nation group settings, but they look very comfortable with each other and are a little too close. There was a video that went out, there was a group of people from Bachelor Nation that were hanging out on some sort of party boat thing over the weekend, and Nate and Deandra are sitting next to each other on a little couch on the boat, like talking to each other. Not that you can't sit next to a platonic friend, but you know what I mean when you're like sitting in like a close way, where you're like yeah. kind of talking, your faces are a little too close to each other, you're whispering sweet nothings. So I think there's something here. I think there's something here, and hence why Michelle needs to continue to protect her peace and mm -hmm. not go follow these people because that's going to be hurtful for her to see. She doesn't, I mean, clearly now that the rumors are out for them to still go out and hang out together and sit next to each other, they're fueling the rumor more. They could just for sure. not be seen in public. You could hang out in private. Or be in a big group of people and be very mindful to give off like a platonic vibe. Like if they actually are just friends, and they're like, oh, that's so crazy. People think we're, we had been doing something, whatever. I would never want Michelle to think that if both of them like, cared about how Michelle would feel about the situation and they would go out of their way to like be platonic, right. you know, and just casually hang out as friends. Right. There, yeah. There is a way they could squash these rumors and they're not doing that, which leads me to believe there is something going on. So I think we just keep an eye on this one and I'm thinking something maybe around the corner. For sure. I think we've been pretty psychic recently. <laughs> we've been predicting things that have been happening. So I really do think something can happen for us yeah. here. So I guess we'll find out next week if we are in fact psychic. So last week we talked about this little feud that's going on between Nick and Katie. Katie had said that she had blocked Nick from her phone. And in response to that, Nick read the last text message that Katie ever sent to him to prove that that has no reason as to why she blocked him. I don't really feel that he proved his case, but that was Nick's position. Since then, obviously this is bringing up a lot of conversation about releasing people's private text messages and like the ethics of that because Nick was incredibly hard on Blake when Blake released text messages between him and Kaylin when Blake was being accused of things that I feel are much more serious than just like being blocked, being blocked. on someone's phone. Um, so Nick kind of talked about that in his most recent podcast and this is what he said. Yeah. Shout out to Socialite Gossip Instagram page for getting this clip. I definitely see a difference between the two. Yeah, I, I see a difference between uh, me responding to Katie's random claim that she had me blocked from her phone, suggesting that there was some sort of like texting relationship that didn't exist. 
and then providing context around that by sharing the very last text message that she ever sent me compared to Blake who decided to post an entire screenshotted conversation about a sexual encounter he had with someone because he didn't like fuckboy edit that he got from a show. Fuckboy edit that I would argue that he very much earned. Man had a lot of sex. He, he had a lot of sex. I've seen the man in action. Um, I could not disagree more. <laughs> and I do see a difference between the two in the sense that what Blake was being accused of is so much more serious than what Nick is being accused of. Well, remind our audience what Blake was being yeah, accused so of. Yeah, so a few seasons back in Bachelor in Paradise, Blake had a reputation of being a little bit of an F-boy. He had slept with Kaylin at Stagecoach. He had also slept with Christina at Stagecoach. Um, he was pursuing Tasha. He was pursuing Hannah G. So that was kind of the storyline in Paradise that he was kind of sleeping around. Kaylin said that he silenced her. Yes, that Kaylin was, was kind of twisting thing. the narrative that they had had sex and then Dean, or not Dean, and then Blake was telling her that like no one could know and he was silencing her and also Kaylin is a victim of sexual assault so like when you put that sentence and headline together like victim of sexual assault is saying Blake Horseman is silencing her that's a very serious allegation um and Blake released messages to kind of prove that it was not only a very consensual situation but Kaylin actually came on to him and she was the one that was kind of like no strings attached let's just have right. sex it's not a big deal so so that to me is way more serious than yeah. I blocked Nick. Like, is Nick so obsessed with himself that he needs to, yes. he thinks that that's more of a serious like character assassination that needs to be defended as opposed to what Blake was defending? What's weird is that he's like, oh, Blake just didn't like his F-boy edit and that's why he released the text messages. But you didn't like the edit that someone would block you and not like you so you had to release the last text message you had with her right and also What's i think with blake too it wasn't even necessarily about the f-boy edit i think um blake has owned that he was a, a little messy that whole summer it was the fact that kaylin was deliberately lying about yeah. what happened so and obviously no one was going to believe him if he just said no she's lying you know he really had to release the proof nick out of everyone can understand that Edits on this show, if they're not desirable, suck. And yeah. you can get the you can get backlash from the viewers in a really bad way. So for him not to even understand, for him to say, I've seen the man in action, like we've seen you in action, Nick, and your your track record isn't that great either. So why right. don't you take several seats? There's nothing different. He's like, there's totally a difference. Why? Because one one story benefits you and the other one doesn't. The only difference is there was no sex in one. Well, and Blake's was totally more serious. Like and it was a lie versus Katie saying he's blocked from her phone. That's true. That's true. And so he says Katie's claim out of nowhere. It wasn't like Katie went on the internet and was like, hi, everyone. I'm going to tell you all about why I blocked right, Nick. Right, right. She was on a live and people were asking her questions. And that was a question. She could have, yeah, not answered it, but it was a live and she was talking to her fans. So for her to respond... It was a passing comment that just happened to go viral because it was screen recorded and shared. Like he's making it like Katie's going out. Like really like bashing him. Against which, him. Which was, it was literally a two second thing that she said that, at that time. But what Nick and Natalie, child bride did in response was a personal attack back at Katie. Yeah, but I don't think it even really worked. Like I don't think no, what Katie said was bad in any way. And I don't think it in any way vindicated Nick for as to why it would be absolutely preposterous for her to block him because he also didn't read any of the messages that he sent. He's like, oh, I'm gonna read the last text Katie ever sent to me. He reads it without reading anything, any conversation they had prior. 
any of the tweets that he had tweeted that she had responded to him about. So it's just like, you proved nothing. You just aired out someone's like private moment that they had said to you in confidence. Yeah. Just like for kicks. But he's, I love that he's doubling down, even though he got so much backlash last week with the Katie versus Nick feud. He's doubling down and now going after Blake. So these two have had like a history of hating each other. So in 2020, Blake was asked from a fan if he would ever be a guest on Nick's podcast. And Blake said, I would rather poop in my hands and clap, which I love. That's a great response. I wish he would go on. Because I really do think... I thought you were going to say, I wish he would poop in his hands and clap. No, he can do that on his own time. I don't care if he does or he doesn't. I wish he would go on Nick's podcast because I think Blake is so right in all of these situations that Blake could really hold his own and it would be a very good podcast. But obviously that's why Nick would never do it. Blake could hold his own, but Nick is manipulative and relentless. And I feel like he would not allow someone to win. He would just oh, keep yeah. going. Oh, yeah, he would, like, convince... He would keep going, convincing Blake he's wrong, he's wrong. Like, are you right? Yeah. Do I care? No, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He would just... Until you give up. It's like, um, like a torture. It's like a... What's it called? Like a torture? <laughs> torture. Like, literally torture. Like torture? Yeah. Talking to Nick <laughs> is torture. So, just some backstory. When Nick read Katie's last text message, people were not happy about it, obviously. Yeah. Blake put on his Instagram story. This has to be a joke, right? This man has talked poop about me for four years because he can't get over my text release from Bachelor in Paradise. Then he releases texts for something as stupid and benign as this, biggest hypocrite in the world. So those are fighting words. Yeah. I'm team Blake. I think Nick really just needs to chill and stop being such a hypocrite. Yeah, and also like, I I just don't think it matters. Like, he's so full of himself and so defensive of his character. And it's like, if someone out there, aka Katie, decided she doesn't like you and block you from her phone because she doesn't want to talk to you, like, that's fine. Like, that's not something you needed to respond to. Yeah, and he's also like, she's implying we had a text relationship. Like, we talked via text or else why she would, would she block me? Right. She didn't Which say she did. that. And you did text. You, they did so text. Uh, Natalie said he would get, try to give her advice. She wouldn't take it, according to Natalie, but who knows. So they had a relationship. Let's do some role playing. You ask me. What's my role? So you are um, just a random person and I'll be Nick and ask me about Katie blocking me. Um, Hey, Nick, what's the deal with Katie blocking you? I don't know. Okay. But wouldn't that be like a, a much better answer? Yeah. You don't know. And move on. Like, I don't know. I haven't talked to her. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I thought we were friends. I thought we had yeah. a good conversation. I don't know why she blocked me. Yeah. yeah, and move on. Like, it doesn't need to be, let me whip out the archives and show you the last time we spoke and everything she said about Greg and call and have my girlfriend call her a liar. Yeah, I will say, this sounds so sloppy, though. I'm almost like, do you think it was Natalie that pushed that and now Nick is, like, forced yeah, to have to defend something that makes no fucking sense, but he's going to yeah. double down because he's obviously loyal to Natalie? Because I think if it was just Nick's choice... To discuss this, he wouldn't have discussed it in this way because it's sloppy and it's illogical and makes no sense. And I do think Nick is good at like taking emotions out of it and just being logical in a situation. And I feel mm-hmm. like Natalie took this and ran with it, and now Nick is forced to defend something that makes no sense. Yeah. That okay, that is my formal consensus on the situation. Yeah. And he's too hard headed and stubborn to say, you know what, I'm gonna step down. Like, yeah, or like, I, you know what, maybe f- Natalie was taking it a bit too far. Yeah, like no. it's not that big a deal. No, he has to, he will die on this hill. Yes. This segment is brought to you by Everlywell. 
So take action today for a healthier tomorrow. Guys, we've told you a few times on the podcast about Everly Well. Their at-home lab tests and vitamins and supplements can help you get the knowledge and support you need to become healthier. So I recently took the food sensitivity test and it was so cool to get a look into how my body reacts to different foods. So now I'm working with my primary care physician to create a custom plan for me and just having that information from Everly Well was so helpful. That's so cool. And they don't just have food sensitivity tests. They have over 30 at-home lab tests. You can choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need. There's a women's health test or metabolism test. I believe there's a sleep test. I really want to try that one. Yeah, I've also taken the metabolism test and that was equally as helpful. So I highly recommend it. And it's so easy to do as well. You don't have to go to a lab or anything. Everly Well ships the product straight to you with everything you need in one package. So you get your at-home lab test, you do a simple sample collection, and then you use the prepaid shipping label that they give you with a box to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or computer, other device in a matter of days, and then you can work with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Yeah, and if you order vitamins or supplements from Everlywell, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. So join over the 1 million people who have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals and go to everlywell.com slash she's all batch. Yes, and for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That's everlywell.com slash she's all batch for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash she's all batch. Rachel to my east. Gabriella to my west. Um, hey, Jackie, I was wondering if you could meet me in um, the recap room. I got the key. I will be there in one minute. Let me just grab my snack. Let me just grab my coffee and then I'll see you there. Okay. Do you want me to give you the code? Oh yeah. What's the code for the garage door? Um, <laughs> you don't need to tell me. 29139. Okay. It'll perfect. change each week. Perfect. Welcome to the recap room. We're going to break down Gabby and Rachel's second episode of The Bachelorette. We are no longer in Clayton's corner. There wasn't one mention of Clayton last night. Happy to hear it. Yes. Which I appreciated. Yeah. I themed this episode and titled it in my notes. How is this going to work? Mm. Because we are now hitting a lot of situations and we'll get into it, but like times where decisions were kind of made of how this is going to work. But I, as a viewer, was like, wait, they can just do that? Wait, Rachel can just send someone home without talking to Gabby about it? Oh, can two people get a group rose date? Even though that didn't happen, that was like at one point a consideration. I really think they need to sit down before next episode and really hash out how is this going to work? Because they are literally making it up as they go Or tell us too. I don't know what the hell's going on. But to go in kind of chronological order, I thought it was a little Mm -hmm. crazy that there's not enough beds for everyone. And if I had to sleep on the floor, I would be out so freaking quick. Like these people are literally sleeping like on the patio outside. I know, I would go home. I'd send myself home. I'd be like, I'm good. Um, Then it rained, so they weren't able to have a pool party. And then people were kind of confused, like, they were calling the pageant, like the Speedo pageant, a group date, but it really wasn't. Also, it wasn't a pageant because it was literally just men standing in Speedos yeah. and like maybe three people did a talent. Do so they need like a recap on what an actual pageant is and all the components of a pageant? Yeah. Because I've found that to be a little weird. Well, I think because there's like 75 contestants still, they couldn't really show a pageant. So they had to show a couple of like the guys in Speedos, a couple of talents and move on because if we really watched every single one, it would be the whole fucking show. But I mean, I think we can agree that the most memorable talent 
was what was the mortgage Rachel was to my oh no I thought uh Jacob Mr. George of the Jungle slash Tarzan when he was breaking down how to like refinance your mortgage I'm like that is a useful talent and a husband I would want and that he um is giving me Smith Jared vibes from Sex in the City oh my god so true right yes, but I um agree. can we please I was literally singing Rachel to my ears <laughs> listen Rachel to my Gabriella to my west, I'm here to prove my fit is the best for you. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. He should have just given some mortgage advice. That would have been a better talent yeah. than, like, if you can't sing, don't sing. Well, this is where I take issue. I know that Chris was like the villain this episode. However, because I always think of what's going on behind the scenes. So this guy went up and sang. He was awful. Then mm -hmm. they put his lower third as tone, yeah, deaf. tone deaf. Then he says after that date um, to other guys, like, I'm going to get chosen as the winner or whatever. Then he's mm -hmm. like, they only want to choose guys that they're unsure of. They're sure of me. So they're not going to choose. Like everything out of his mouth was so delusional and delusional yeah. optimism where like this guy isn't just doing this by himself someone's in his ear saying you have a great voice they love singers you should make up a song on the spot only to then call him tone deaf on national television like at what point yeah. is that like the producer's fault versus this guy's fault for being so delusional following up on all that do you want to talk about all of the chris stuff that happened yes. with uh the so yes to everything you just said and i do think this is interesting too because like so the whole talk of Chris discussing things about fantasy suites is in one of those things that they former contestants have said to us they call them like guy chats where basically the producers get you to sit around a little couch and they say talk about blah so this is a situation where they basically said hey hey Chris talk about fantasy suites and your opinions on them and he did and I will say his his attitude about the whole situation was not great considering that he didn't really have a connection with Gabby or Rachel yet. So he's doing all this hypotheticals of like, if I was with whoever, like this is how I would want it to be. And I do think that's very premature, but he was explicitly asked, what do you think about fantasy suites? He said, I think this about fantasy Wait, suites. And I don't camera, think his, you mean? Yeah. And then on camera, they film what he's saying yeah, about fantasy suites. 100%. And everyone's like, it's way too early to talk about fantasy suites. It's like, you don't think someone sat him down in this guy yeah. chat and asked him mm -hmm. his opinion on fantasy suites? And quite frankly, I don't think his opinion is outrageous. We've had other contestants that have a similar opinion that they would be uncomfortable if their future husband or wife had sex with someone in the fantasy suites beforehand. I do think his like intensity of it was a little premature, considering he doesn't really have a connection with Gabby or Rachel yet. But they set this guy up. Yeah. It's delusional optimism. Someone is giving him, someone's pumping his tires to think that like, mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I'm going to be in the top four. First of all, the top four doesn't go to fantasy suites or fantasy yeah, rooms. Get your story straight. Fantasy yeah, room, exactly. as they were calling it. Uh, so there's a lot that this guy doesn't know, but there was definitely someone in his ear saying, hey, why don't you guys talk about fantasy suites? This guy took the bait and... And it suffered from it. Yeah. And you think he walked back into the mansion to approach the guys on his own too? You don't think someone pushed him? He's in? like, hey, you should yeah. go back inside. Yeah. Set up. Can we move on to Rachel going on the one-on-one -on -one date with Jordan? People are really mm -hmm. confused that obviously she sent him home, but yeah. people are confused why he didn't then get a chance with Gabby. I was, yes, I was very confused about that situation. We don't know how it's going to work and no one's explaining it to us. Well, why, that's what I, at the very least, bare minimum needed is like, let's get an explanation. Let's acknowledge that this is something that is 
unprecedented from the rest of the way that they're handling this. Because in the rose ceremony, both Gabby and Rachel have a say mm-hmm. in these one-on-one dates, Rachel can just send someone home willy-nilly, regardless of if Gabby had a connection with them or wanted to pursue things further. Yeah. But no one's telling me why. No one's telling me why. And I think what obviously had to have happened is that Gabby and Rachel spoke and it just didn't make air. And I think that's going to happen a lot because there's so many there's so many people, there's so many storylines, there's so many things going on that things are not, we don't have enough time for everything to make sense. But obviously Gabby's like, hey, if you don't like him, he can go. I'm not. Do you think they maybe spoke about that before the date? Yeah. Where it's just kind of like, yeah. if it's not working. Yeah. I would like them to show us that though. I think of all the things that they're going to show us, like I can do without like a little girl chat in the mansion over a mimosa. I would really like to know the rules of the <laughs> show that watching. That would be very important. Yeah. Like I don't need to see that again. <laughs> I love Gabby, I, but he's like your type with her little mimosa. You actually do sound like her. Really? I'm very good at impressions. Have you seen my Nick bio? Have I seen it? Yeah. Did I like it? No. (laughs) Does it matter? No. (laughs) It was very interesting to look at both of the one-on-one dates side by side because I actually thought Rachel and Jordan seemed to have a lot in common. And I thought initially in the date I'm writing, okay, huge front runner, huge front runner. Rachel sends him home because of not really any specific reason, just kind of like, it's I just know. And that's fine if you know, you know. She immediately sends him home, but I think it's very interesting to compare how she acted in her one-on-one date versus how Gabby acted in her one-on-one date with Nate because Nate also said something that's pretty huge. Like, Nate has a daughter, and that's a huge thing to consider when you're going to get married to someone. Like, are you ready to be a parent? Is that something that you want to take on? And Gabby expressed that in one of her interviews, was like, um yeah, that's a huge thing. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But she's like, but I'm not going to like, just like I have make time this to decision this right out. now. Yeah. Like I have time to work through this. And I think seeing their approaches just, I don't know, I, I felt like their age was really like coming through because Rachel's a little bit younger. Gabby is a little bit older and I think has a better sense of what she wants. Whereas I thought Rachel's decision-making was a little like premature. I wonder if we're going to see this throughout the season, this comparison of how they approach it. Yeah, I do think with Rachel, it wasn't that she was given information and then like made a decision. I think it was she just wasn't feeling it. Despite making out with him throughout the zero gravity date, she maybe just didn't feel that spark. So I feel like she was seeing like no matter what their conversation was going to be about, she wasn't feeling Mm -hmm. that spark. What I thought was funny is that like they clearly had that musical guest booked and even yeah, I know, and they played. And then anyway. even though like there wasn't a date, they still played, and it reminded me of when Coach Card didn't cancel the spring fling because they already booked the DJ. I ought to cancel your spring fling. No. Now I'm not gonna do that because we've already paid the DJ. Because like ABC's like, well, we already booked them. We already signed like the contract. I'm sure it's in their contract though yeah. that they like have to perform because they're going on the show for the exposure. Right. They got to get that exposure. They got to get that. Ex- I, would I be, thought that was so funny. If you were a musical guest and you and the date went awry and you weren't allowed to play, I'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm playing <laughs> for no one. Although she played yeah, exactly. for Rachel. Rachel stood there, right? Yes, Rachel stood there and cried and listened. So nice little crying music. Yeah. These dates though, both of the one-on-ones were my worst nightmare. I think. What was, why? Except for skydiving. Skydiving is my actual worst nightmare bachelor date. The, well, the airplane anti-gravity thing. I'll be vomiting my face off. And the helicopter, it's scary. If you can't tell, I'm like scared of heights, Mm -hmm. but I need to, if I ever went on the show, I'd have to tell them I was a daredevil because I could not do any of those things. Yeah, you gotta manipulate them. Yeah. Be like, oh my God, I hate going to the spa. 
Ugh. Right. Right. I hate just relaxing and I hate shopping. Yeah. Ew. Do so not take new, me shopping. A whole new wardrobe. Definitely don't yeah. do that. Let's talk about Logan for a second because he is okay. becoming a front runner with almost Gabby and Rachel. He made mm-hmm. out with both of them. Um, but I have been tagged in a TikTok a million times of this girl who's talking about someone from The Bachelorette. She said that he's a front runner and everyone's saying it's Logan. The girl doesn't say it's Logan, but she said that this person from the show has been dating several girls in San Diego at the same time. And he's about to be a front runner fan favorite this season. So well, checks out because he was making out with Gabby and Rachel on the same day. Yeah, he's no stranger to dating the same people at the same time. That's true. Yes. But I don't know how like so are we all supposed to not like him just because he has some girls back home? I don't know if that's enough. The thing with Logan is that, yes, he kissed both of them. And I noticed in his conversation with Rachel that he didn't really say much of substance. Then it was like, hey, can we like kiss? And then they kiss. I think he's more concerned about like moving forward with both of them as opposed to like making an actual connection with either of them. Mm -hmm. And like, and at this point, so then it was, it was Rachel who was able to give Logan the rose because they both had that awkward conversation of like, well, wait, I, you know, well, I like him and I like him on camera. We don't see Gabby tell Rachel that she kissed him again. This is the theme of this recap, but like, I'm sure she did. And it just didn't make the cut. Like there's no way Rachel said I kissed him. And Gabby was just like, Oh, he's your type. Or maybe she was because Rachel was very much like, yeah, I like him. And Gabby, I think did really like him, but decided to step aside and let Rachel have him. Yeah. So maybe she will back down from him. Well, it's unclear, like, if we know that maybe Gabby was just, like, not feeling it and was like, okay, it's not even that big a deal anyway. Or if Gabby was trying to support her friend, like, at the expense of, like, her connections. And she's, like, suppressing that connection if maybe something later on will yeah. come of it. Especially you know if, mean? like, Rachel seems to be struggling more with making connections with multiple people. So Gabby's like, oh, I have a few guys I'm already feeling things for. If you you could yeah, take exactly. Logan type thing. Yeah. However, as we see in the trailer... Logan is the one that says to someone that he has feelings for someone else. It's something like that, right? I don't know what the exact line is. I don't remember the, the exact quote. The, oh, he says, I have feelings on the other side. We Oh, that's Logan. That's that Logan. That. So we don't know what that means. We don't know if that means he goes forward with Rachel now. And later he says, I, I still have feelings for Gabby. That could very well right. be. Or it could very well be that he has feelings for a girl back home. Girl. A girl oh, or one of the mini girls back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm I'm trying to, I wonder when they're going to split between Gabby's guys or Rachel's yeah. guys. Because we know that does happen because there are certain guys that are rejecting Rachel's rose because they're waiting for one right. for Gabby. And last night when they were giving out the roses, they made it clear to say, we're going to give you a rose. The rose is offering from both of us. However, right. did you notice that? Gabby gave out the roses to her favorites and Rachel gave out the roses to her favorites. So there is some kind of blurry line here. Although Rachel gave Mario a rose who seems to be kind of straddling both of them right now. Yes, I thought that was interesting. But also too, for drama's sake, I think it makes sense that Rachel would give him a rose because he got Gabby's first impression rose. And if they're trying to create a situation where they're both going for one person, like that's the way to kind of make it more clear. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if production was like, hey, Rachel, like you give Mario this rose. 
I feel like we're more likely to get some love triangle drama with Logan though versus Mario because it kind of feels to me like Gabby's already made so many connections with so many other guys. Yeah, I was actually very surprised when she gave him the first impression. Yeah, a lot of people because were. I didn't see something that strong. But who knows? I'm sad Boston guy is gone. I, I mean, thought the it was Clayton last a long time. Like, what the, yeah. Maybe he reminded them too much of Clayton. He was giving me, I don't know if this is true, I haven't checked the internet yet, but I was like, because I, for some reason, was like, oh, Boston guy, I thought you were going to be around for a long time. Was the internet sad about that? It was giving me, it was giving me personally, grocery store Joe vibes back in Becca season where, where everyone was like, oh. What happened to Joe the Grocer? Like, he was so great. Oh, I don't know if it's that level. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, oh, Boston guy. What the well, heck? What's his name? I don't know. He's Boston guy. Exactly. Exactly, though. So it's clearly he's not <laughs> as beloved as you think he is if you're calling him Boston guy. Okay, but Joe the Grocer, people only know him because he's Grocer. Joe is such a common name. Maybe, for all I know, Boston guy's name is Joe, too. It probably is. Yeah. He probably Joe has Boston a grocery guy. store, too. It's like Joe's three. Oh, my God. In Boston. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think bottom line, biggest questions of the night. How the fuck is this going to work? How is this going to work? Yeah, we don't know. And Jesse continues to do nothing. I was laughing when they were at the pageant. I think the only time I really saw him was when they were at the pageant. And he was just, like, in the corner, like, half participating in the weird, like, stomping, clapping thing. Maybe while they're doing that, you go into the other room and, like, write down the rules yeah. of the show. Right. Maybe. Just, just call me crazy here. Sit down. Think it through. Have a little chat with my Mike flies. You'll figure it out. Will they? Mm-hmm. I hope. Well, I think it's time to get it out of this recap room. It's a yeah, little crowded I'm in here. Claustrophobic. Yeah. I am it's too small. Yeah. I need to get out of here. All right. Until next Whew, week. Fresh hair. All right, so I am obsessed with skincare, and I am really excited that we've officially partnered up with Apostrophe. Uh, We told you guys about Apostrophe last week. It is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. And you could do all of this without even leaving the comfort of your home, which... It's like so clutch. Yes, it is so convenient. And so at Apostrophe, an expert dermatology team will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. So basically what you do is you fill out Apostrophe's quiz about your skin goals and your medical history, and then you snap a few selfies and a board certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. They also have sunscreen and other skincare products to get there. I've been reaching for their sunscreen all summer long. I found it to be so lightweight. I've been wearing it literally every day under my makeup and I've had no breakouts. I am loving it so much. I'm obsessed with the sunscreen too and I'm putting it yeah. on under my makeup because I feel like you're supposed to be wearing sunscreen every day, especially as we're getting older and I've never been one to do that. So the fact that they make one that doesn't clog your pores and is so lightweight, that's like totally sold me but that's not all apostrophe does they treat all types of acne hormonal acne facial acne even acne on your chest back and your butt they treat breakouts from head to toe so if you want to either treat acne reduce dark spots or improve your skin texture we strongly recommend checking out apostrophe we have a special deal for exclusively she's all batch listeners you can save 15 dollars off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash she's all batch so to get started go to apostrophe.com slash she's all batch and click begin visit and then use the code she's all batch at sign up and you'll get your first visit for literally only five dollars that's the same price as a coffee guys so you might as well just check it out that's apostrophe.com slash she's all batch and use the code she's all batch when you're checking out to get your first dermatologist crafted treatment plan for five dollars and we thank apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast yeah and like you can either get clear skin or like skip a latte for one day so you do the math 
right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you guys submit stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild and we read it on air. And Jackie and I had a very, very special Bachelor Encounter this week because most of you know that we road trip to Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents' coffee shop, Audrey's. We went all the way to Rhode Island from New York and we ended up meeting Jared. Yes, and you will hear the interview that we had with Jared. He was so nice to literally take time out of his working at Audrey's to sit down, have a 30, 40 minute conversation with us. So you'll hear that at the end of the episode. Also, apologies, we were doing it at Audrey's, so there's a little bit of background noise, but But the sound quality is better on the podcast versus the YouTube video because we had Yeah, so don't knock listening to it on the podcast just because you saw it on the YouTube. We had um, closer mics to actually capture it for the podcast. And then this week's Bachelor Encounters is super special because some of the FOTS that showed up to FOTS Fest joined us as we did a live Bachelor Encounters in front of them from Audrey's as well. Yes, so as we were sipping on coffee drinks that were made by Jared, we got to hang out with Kelly, Kim, Christina, and Sierra, and we got to do Bachelor Encounters with them. Some of people drove two hours to come. Some people took off of work. They were all so sweet. They are like the yeah. honorary FOSS this week. We loved meeting you guys. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with us. And without further ado, this is Bachelor Encounters with some of the FOTS. Yes, live from, pre-recorded, but also live Wait, hold on. from Audrey's Coffee Can we, Shop. We also met Dawson Dimitri Brady. Yes, I could die happy. The Dawson Dimitri Brady. He's so freaking cute. Ugh. I don't even like babies that much, but he was a cute baby. He's such a little muffin. So cute. He doesn't look like either of them. He has blue eyes. No. Blue eyes and like kind of blondish, like light hair. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. All in all, 10 out of 10. The coffee shop is huge. Go check out. Mm -hmm. There's, um, a YouTube I made of us road tripping to Jared's. Go to youtube.com slash she's all batch. And why don't you subscribe while you're there, please. And go watch those videos. Yeah. I think that's basically the gist of everything. Here we go with Bachelor Encounters. All right, guys, we are coming in live from Fox Fest 2022. We have some amazing Fox that drove. Some may have, may or may not have called out sick from work. Uh, we won't <laughs> name those people. Now. So we are going to introduce the Fox that came. We have Kelly. Hello. <laughs> we have Kim. Hi. We have Christina. Hello. And Sierra. Hola. Thank you guys so much. Um, let's get into it. Funnily enough, the first one's about Audrey's. <laughs> awesome. Okay. This person writes, I'm a URI student and I've been to Audrey's a few times and I have met Dawson Dimitri, Brady's dad. <laughs> so so have we. He's here right now. We had a whole combo about him going back to school, owning a new business, and he was so nice. He also served me my coffee last time. I was there and I totally fangirled. So cute. I mean, that was pretty much our experience. Yeah, Jared has been so nice. You guys will listen to it at the end of this episode. We have an interview with him. But he's super cute in person. I was like analyzing his features because I was, were you thinking while we were interviewing him, like, this is the face that Ashley looked at that said, um, Looks like, like a Jonas brother. That and like um, I was made like his face was made for me to look at. She's like sat on the show and I'm like looking at him. I'm like this is the face she looked at when she was saying. It's just interesting to take it all in, you know. Yeah, for sure. Someone writes, uh, I have a bachelor encounter with Becca Kufrin. I'm from Minnesota and she's done some small events here since her season. It was right after her season and right before Colton started airing. Becca was so nice and down to earth. She's also so beautiful in person. You could tell she was starting to get tired but she was still so kind to everyone. That time, I made sure to get a photo. I also told her if Blake was looking for a Minnesota girl that he can hit me up. Blake? Wait, how does Blake? Because Blake Horseman? Yeah, I guess because he's runner-up on her season. 
Oh, so she was like, oh, I know Blake's single, so. But he, like, yeah, so this was a while ago. Confusing thoughts, on the timeline. Thoughts, concerns, Like, is anyone? this person saying that Becca could hook them up with Blake because she That's kind of like what I was thing. interpreting, but that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Please have your sloppy second. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He's like, to this day, our favorite interview from the podcast. Yeah. Like, like he's so nice, so personal, so funny, but also, like, I feel like spilled some good tea. Like, he's yeah. really, really transparent with us. Yeah. My opinion of him completely changed. Totally. Honestly, the interview? Like, 100%. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Aww. In a good way, I'm hoping. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. I have a bachelor encounter with Dale at the W Hotel pool in Miami. It was March 2021. Him and Claire had just gotten back together. Oh, Juicy. Drama. He stood out because he's tall, dark, and handsome, and ripped, if I may add. He was with a coworker of mine who had zero shame approaching people, and she had no idea who he was. I asked her if she would come with me to take a picture, and she said yes. She came up to him and basically said, my friend wants to take a picture with you, and I'm so nervous. I was like, hi, I'm so happy for you and Claire. I hope you two work out. While my friend was trying to offer her number to him. Oh God, rude. I told her not to since he was in a relationship. Shady friend. A little bit. Yeah. He did not take her number for the record. Okay. But he was good. Good, Dale, good job. <laughs> But he was so nice, and I can't say enough how good-looking he is in person. I mean, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, they don't just pick anyone to be a Party City no, model. No, they do not. Like, you really have to have the yeah. look. And he was and Superman. He was Superman. So that's <laughs> like, there's Party City models, and then there's like the Superman Party City oh, models. For sure. It's like a different level. Yeah. Um, shady friend, though, that like, yeah, you're going to go give your number Maybe to someone. Maybe she didn't know that he was back with she, Claire. She did. Uh, she said, no, he's in a relationship. <laughs> And she was like, I don't care. But I mean, I guess if he's that good looking, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? For sure. Superman from Party City. Last summer, Tyler Cameron had a book signing and it was like $28 to attend to get the book and get a bad pick behind the plexiglass. <laughs> so my friend and I, Avi, just waited outside the bookstore. We go into the bookstore during the signing to see him through the crack. And we got to see him and Matt, of course, walk in actually, because we were near the line. Anyways, the line was so long, we went to a coffee shop down the street for an hour. Then came back and the line was shorter. Okay, guys, hold on. In the moment, this is the random facts in the bachelor encounters that like- Yeah, people say so this many random things. No hate to the person submitting, but when I'm reading them sometimes, I get really flustered. But it gives us like, like good content to oh my laugh about, because yeah. it is like funny. Yeah, okay, so you went to the coffee shop. Okay, where are we? <laughs> we went to the coffee shop down the street for an hour, then came back when the line was shorter, and then it was finally done, so we waited for him to come out. Okay. The bookstore people were, were being like, oh, he's going out the other way and just saying things to make us want to leave. That's it. Wait, what? <laughs> the bookstore the person? is the whole account. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Wait, what? What's the end part? The people, the bookstore people were like, oh, he's going out the other way and just saying things to make us want to leave. That's it. Oh, because they went to a neighboring bookstore to waste time before they went because Tyler was in I the have other no one. fucking clue. But then the bookstore people were annoyed that they were just waiting in the bookstore and they're like, hey, Tyler Cameron's leaving. You should probably go right outside. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. But I, I do think that you're right that, um, yeah, the crack in which they saw Tyler through the wall is their encounter. Really cool. juicy. 
would you spend twenty eight dollars to see a picture of the book comes with it? Why not? <laughs> if the book comes with it, sure. that's a deal then. Honestly, well, how much is Tyler's book? Probably twenty eight dollars. <laughs> you were like twenty seven dollars. I would definitely do it. He's like my biggest bachelor. I would do it just so I could write the actual encounter. And then you write it. Yeah, exactly. Can you guys? And I would probably include all kinds of stupid details. Can you all write in about your Jared encounter from today and submit it? And I'm like, guys, we got all these Jared encounters. It was so weird. You're like, he was wearing a hat, and then he tilted his hat to the left. <laughs> like, random. Cool. We got one about Clem. My friend lives in Manasquan, and her family knows Greg's family. My yeah, friend, that's next to Spring Lake. Okay, my friend herself doesn't know him too well, though. Usually when they go to the beach in Spring Lake, they sit by them, and I asked her if Clem was there when they were there last, and she said, sadly, no, she is in France. Hmm. But she responded not, like, if, if, she, if Clem was irrelevant, she'd be like, who? Right. right. So there's right, something right, here. Right. Clem is something. What do you guys think about the Greg saga? Who hates Greg? Some of you guys do. I can't stand Greg. I do. Oh, <laughs> I didn't remember that. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Why, guys? Why? The TikToks was... With Andrew? Andrew? Well, that's because his personality is being Andrew's friend. I know. It kind of is, honestly. Yeah, Andrew is right. Right. He doesn't seem like fun to be around. Jackie wants to date him. I can't compete with Clem. She's a Parisian supermodel. Clem isn't here all the time. That's true. Yeah, you can be uh, filming Clem. Filming Clem. I don't know. I'm intimidated by the Clem of it all. But also, I mean, there's no way you can have a real relationship when someone literally lives in Paris and you don't write. Like, that's so many hours. There's so many hours ahead. Like, how do you even, like, find time to talk? I don't think that he cares about talking about Right. That's a good point. That is a good point. He's not here for the intellectual stimulation. Yeah, I don't know how much he cares about mental stimulation. That's fair. That's a fair point. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you guys have a story of meeting someone from Bachelor Nation in the wild and you want to submit it, go ahead and DM me at She's All Batch, and we'll read about it next week. Okay, on Monday night's episode of The Bachelorette, Chris was already talking about fantasy suites. He clearly has sex on the brain. And you know my first thought was like, okay, Chris, have you gone to dameproducts.com? Because clearly, if you're already thinking about fantasy suites, sex is on the brain. Dame Products, we have told you guys about how much we love this company. Dameproducts.com is sex toys for women, and they're made by women. So we are huge fans of that because only a woman would know how to make a women sex toy. You feel me? Yes, I totally feel you. One of their best sellers is Eva, and it is the first ever hands-free vibrator for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure, and Eva is your new sex life's best friend. BFF with Eva, but she's not the only one you should be best friends with. There's also Air. It's a suction vibrator from Dame Products, and Air is a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's waterproof, bring it in the shower, features five intensities and five vibration patterns so you can explore what works for you. So if you haven't checked out Dame products yet, it's time to change that. Dame also offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed and so important to them. So power up your pleasure with Eva or Air or any of the other toys from Dame products. You can go to dameproducts.com slash she's all batch today for 15% off site-wide. So literally anything on the site. That's D-A-M-E-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S dot com slash she's all batch.
Guys, we are here live with Jared Haben. You know him from Bachelor in Paradise and The Bachelorette. That yes. was a long time ago. And we road tripped all the way here to his coffee shop that we've talked about on the podcast like a million times before. That's You're so welcome. sweet. Th thank you so much. I, I appreciate the free promotion. I'll take I mean, it. He's like, wow, this is great. Free content. I love it. Every second of it. So we're going to dive into everything. Great. Let's you do ready? It. I'm ready. I want to go a little outside your season, though, because uh, Nick Vial has been kind of a little hot topic in Bachelor Nation news lately, yep. feuding with some people. What's your take on the Katie versus uh, Nick? Well, so I was going to say some people. Isn't it just really Katie right now? The whole um, yeah, Blake Horseman also spoke out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't. Uh, I saw that. Listen, Nick's one of my really good buddies. I'll always just have his back. So, uh, you know, I don't really know exactly what happened with the text messages, and I don't know the context of it all. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, all I do know is that uh, I'm just Team Nick. Okay. So, and whatever. I mean, and I you mean, have see, like, you're biased you know, too. He's oh, one of your best friends. Totally. So you're not I, kinda... I know that like the general concept was Katie did a live and said that she blocked Nick. Uh, on her phone, yeah, and yeah. then, um, and I don't remember exactly what else she said, but maybe that was the gist. I mean, that, that was pretty much. Right? And, she then, her phone. and then he, him, and Natalie talked about it on his podcast, and Natalie seems to think that because they're like, we don't know why Katie would have blocked us. Um, and well, listen, I've almost blocked Nick so many times. Well, okay, wait, wait, um, that's actually just... the question I had though. So I know, I know specifically Ashley has said like Nick's a slow grow. I think she said like he's like it takes time to warm up to him. So can you maybe understand where Katie was coming from if she doesn't know him well? Um, I don't know what the general conversation was between. Yeah. So it's hard for me to know. Yeah. Like, oh, you. Neither should've... do we, honestly. Right. Because he never. Re he only read a message Katie sent to him. We yeah. don't know what what was said really. Yeah. But. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if Nick, like, I'm joking, obviously. I, Nick's never, like, gone to the extent where I ever felt like someone should blush him on his yeah, phone. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so, he, he's definitely someone, I mean, Nick is someone who's very blunt and honest and can be a, a, a pest sometimes. Sure. Because uh, he wants to get, like, his way. Yeah. And, but to be fair, like, you know, he's also a very hard worker in that aspect. Yeah. That he, like, you know, he wants things done a certain way. He has certain expectations for himself and his friends. And, mm -hmm. and um, I don't know, I just love Nick and uh, he's a buddy of mine. And so when I saw it, I was like, I mean, I met Blake, I've, I've always really liked Blake as well. I always forget that those two like or have a feud. I yeah. don't really know. There's love for everyone. But it's like I don't really care, honestly. Yeah. Like Nick's a really good friend of mine. He'll always be a good friend of mine, and like, so. Yeah. Team Nick. That's fair. I'm team, I'm On Jared's side. Team Nick. Do you want to go back to the beginning? Last Let's go past. back. Back to yes. the beginning. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. You were on Caitlyn's season of The Bachelorette. That's where you kind of started with the franchise. When? Do you remember? No, <laughs> you remember? it's too long ago. <laughs> um, when? The season, in the first episode of the season, you ended up voting for Brit. Brit. I remember. I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. why did you do that? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and Brit's beautiful. Brit's, Brit's like, awesome. She's great. My She's favorite. stunning. Like, I remember going out of the limo and I'm like, you're telling me I have to choose one of these girls or you're out of your mind? How did the men feel about that whole situation? Did you know going into it, did they tell you you're going into a two bachelorettes? Yeah, they announced it. They had, yeah. They never showed it, but they had uh, me film my reaction because they announced it live. After the final road, well, like, what was your reaction? It was like, oh my god, in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Because I'm always like, especially years ago, I was always a person like very afraid to like be talked about or have my face in front of the camera, which is ironic because I was on a reality TV show. Mm. But, so I was like, of course, like, we'll be on, I'll be on a season where there's two bachelorettes and the guys have to choose. 
Um, but it obviously ended up working out well. But yeah, of course I made the wrong decision. Caitlin's amazing. I was so much more compatible with Caitlin than mm-hmm. Brit. And I remember because you talked to producers about it, and I remember asking them, like, who do you think I should vote for? And they're like, I, you know, I think you're more compatible with Caitlin, but you vote for whoever you want to vote for. Right. I should have listened. Yeah. You know? Now we have two bachelorettes again. Obviously a different situation yeah. where no one's getting voted off on the first night. What are your thoughts of Debbie and Rachel's season and how they're doing that again? I don't know. I mean, listen, I am so for the show. I love the show. I want the show to succeed. I want the show to be on for the rest of my days. I would love Dawson to be on the show one day. Really? Oh Why my not? God. Of course. I would absolutely. People the ask bachelor. like. Bachelor. Yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, no. He's it's going right to the top. You go yeah. right to the top. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven is the bachelor. Uh, but I would love him. Like, people always ask, like, would you want Dawson to do the show? Yes, of course. Like, I love Ashley that. Ashley and I love the show. We support the show. Is it hard? Is it difficult? Is it really frustrating at times? Yes, it is. But in the long run, and especially not even the long run, the short run, it is so worth it. It's the best thing that's ever happened to us. Um, and it's the best thing that happens to a lot of people. And so, anyway, uh, the two bachelorette thing, I gotta be honest, like, of course, when I first heard about it, I'm like, not again. Not again! Because then it's like, you're just you're just going to get backlash, yeah. you know? Like, of course, like, the obvious question is, why are you doing another season with two bachelorettes and not a season with two bachelors? It's the obvious right. question. So, and I understand it's much different. They're not voting. The girls are not getting voted off. They are bachelorettes together the entire season. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at some point, at least from the preview it appears that like the guys are going to choose the guys got the, yeah. the power again it's so like, it's like yeah season. it's like well then it's just like sure they end they end up staying which is great but like they're still getting pitted against each other right right so i'm like oh i don't know i mean i hope it turns out first episode was great everybody really enjoyed the first episode here we did the watch party yeah. everybody seemed to really love it have fun with it and it was great like I've had people, people came up and they were like, honestly, that was the best first night episode we've seen in a while. So that was fantastic to hear. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how it plays out. But if, yeah, when I first heard about the two bachelorettes, it's like, no. Yeah. Question about Britt and Caitlyn. So people said that Britt never had a shot. Like it was always going to be Caitlyn and they kind of just did the Britt versus Caitlyn as like a night one thing. Do you think that Britt genuinely had a shot that if like people voted, yeah. you do? A hundred percent. I mean, I think... I think producers wanted Caitlyn to be the Bachelorette at the end of the day because I think that they probably thought she'd be more of an entertaining lead. Mm-hmm. But if there were, what, 30 guys, whatever, if 25 of them voted for Brit, it was going to be the Bachelorette. People said that if that happened, they would just fudge it. Like. I think what the producers, I think the producers get overrated at times in terms of their involvement and I think they're underrated in different ways. I think what the producers do so well, better than anything, is adjust on the fly. Yeah. They're so good at thinking in the moment. Yeah. I really truly believe that they wanted Caitlyn to do the Bachelorette, but if it was if if, if Brit won, I think they probably would have let Brit be the Bachelorette and then they would have just adjusted. Yeah. And like figured out, okay, well, what's the angle? What can we do? How can mm-hmm. we make this dramatic? Like, you know? Even like maybe they maybe they keep Caitlyn on. You know, maybe maybe they do a thing where it's like, okay, maybe we actually you know what, we like guys, you both could be bachelor. Yeah, because there was never a set plan. It was just right. That's the great thing about Bachelor is that there is no plan. You know, they always say like the rule of paradise is there are no rules. It's the way with every show. Like they've cancelled fantasy suites, they've cancelled hometowns, they've moved this, they've done that. It's like Well they they cancelled your hometown date. I know, so frustrating. (laughs) How did you feel in the moment when you're like I literally was fourth, I should have gotten a hometown date and I did it? Uh, in the moment, um, 
I really wanted Caitlin to meet my parents and I wanted her to meet my family. And so that was sad because yeah. a lot of people, it was funny, uh, a lot of my fellow contestants in the final six were like, well, I don't know, like if I, you know, if, if Caitlin meets my parents, like it gets to another level, I'm not yeah. sure if I'm ready for that. Meanwhile, I was like, I can't wait for Caitlyn to meet my parents. Are you kidding me? Like, I want her to meet my family. I want her to be involved. I've always been the type of like, I've had girlfriends who have met my family though, not been like long-term girlfriends. So maybe it's like long my personality. But I was like, I want her. Because now it was weird. You know, my parents met her at the wedding, but before that, it was like I'd get home and I'd talk about this girl, and they were like, you know, they only know her from TV. Did you think you were going to get engaged? Like, did you think you were going to win? Uh, at one point, I had a home, I had a excuse me a, a date in Ireland. It was a road trip date, and uh, I left that day thinking like, oh my god, it's mine. like honestly, this I always knew that Sean was probably gonna win, but after that date, because I was really into Caitlyn, I really liked Caitlyn, and uh, I was always like, I was always like, I, I think it's gonna be Sean, which really sucks. But after that day, I was like, she, I think she really likes me, like, and then I got sent home. Yeah. Did producers make you feel like you were going to get chosen? I think they make everybody feel like they get chosen. But I also don't think, again, it's one of those things that I think is a little overrated. I think a lot of the producers are kept in the dark. You do? I really do. Way. Not executive producers, obviously. Sure. Like the high ups know everything. But in terms of cast producers, mm -hmm. you know, they. Everyone's assigned to a producer, more or less. Yeah, right? pretty much. Okay. But you're also forming bonds with these people, and mm -hmm. like as a, they do have souls, and yeah. so it's like they don't want to lie to anybody. Like I'm sure they know certain things. Like they probably know, like especially early on, like who might be going home, and it's like, oh, don't give up hope. Like you never know what's gonna happen. Even though in the back of the head, they're like, we know you're going home. Yeah. But especially towards the end, I guarantee that they're kept more in the dark because it just creates more confusion for cast. It's like, what if a producer slips, or what if a producer like has a moment of sincerity and it's like, don't do this. It's like, I, I think execs like tell producers, they're not like completely in the dark, but like, I bet that they're not sure who really goes home um, that particular I'm telling you. I'll tell you, in, in, now granted this was a different country, but I did Bachelor of Paradise Australia. Yeah. They had no idea it was Andy Marrows out. Now granted, maybe the American version, American version is much more disciplined, but I'll never forget that moment, walking into the rose ceremony, I still didn't know who I was gonna pick. They never asked me who I was gonna pick. I was the final rose of the night, and they were like, you gotta pick whoever you want. And, and there was, was like, no like puppet master. There was nothing. Huh. Legitimately, they had no idea who I was gonna pick. Have you ever seen that happen in your time in Paradise that a producer maybe told someone you should give your rose to this person or it would be a good idea to do this like to keep them on the show um yeah like well it's, it's not yes. like yeah but again it's if that ever does happen where it really it doesn't happen in the sense that I feel like a lot of people think it happens where it's like hey keep this person it's more like who you vibe it's like who you vibe and nobody I want to leave and it's yeah. like okay well maybe you should give your rose to this person yeah like, okay it's never like, hey, I really like this person. Like, okay, that's great, but you're not going to give it to her. Right, right. No, because again, at the end of the day, they want connections to be formed. It creates more drama for them. It creates a better TV product. It possibly creates a couple that comes out of the show. Like, the producers want it to work. I think, again, like, the biggest thing the producers do so well is that they just really adjust and adapt. And they create dramatic moments and funny moments in their, 
so many things are blown out of proportion or so much more like uh, it's not fabricated but like it's just like you know they make mountains out of mobiles and that's what makes the show so compelling it's not like it didn't happen but it didn't happen as dramatic as the show right so you went on Paradise. How did they approach you to come on Paradise after Caitlin's season? So you go home, you're heartbroken. Yeah. They call you up and say, hey, come back. Yeah, my exit was a little weird because so I left, got sent home. Two days later, three days later, I got a phone call from producer. It's like, we're going to come out to Rhode Island and film you. And so we can't really tell you why we're doing it. We're just going to do it. Oh, what, The Bachelor? Uh, Sorry, I'll leave. I was not official. I was never like, of course, like it was like conversations of like, hey, if this opportunity came up, would you be interested? Mm -hmm. And I was like, of course, I'd be interested. Mm -hmm. Duh. Yeah. And that was really as far as I ever went. Okay. And like, they would call me every once in a while, just like how's things, blah blah blah. But then it was like paradise. Um, but so three days after I got home, I got a phone call. They came out to Rhode Island with a uh, producer, Mike, film crew. And filmed me with my parents, asking me how I was doing. Um, and what was it for? Well, they asked me, they were like, if Caitlin asked you to come back on the show, would you come back on? Have you ever said that? I've never heard that. Uh, I've said it somewhere, yeah. Okay. And so I was like, holy shit. And come to find out that it was very possible, very close to me being asked to come back on the show. Because of her? Did you ever ask her about it? Was it because of her wanting or they Yeah, wanted? it was more like because when I left, it was very, I think it was, you know, I think Caitlin and I, I think um, we were just also like kind of best friends on the show. You know, I think it was just like, I think she loved hanging out with me. I loved hanging out with her. It was like yeah. so easy going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, when she had to deal with Sean and Nick, and it was yeah. like, she was definitely way more in love with Sean, but it's just like exhausting. And sometimes you're like, okay, I just want to be with the guy that like I can just chill and hang yeah. out with. So I think when I left, it was just like very emotional and dramatic. It was just like she was upset and I was upset. And so I think they were like, you know, I think there's an opportunity for you to come back. I also think that there may have been a uh, somebody in production who thought that I was Caitlyn's best fit, and I think that they were like, I just think trying like, to give you another shot. I think, yeah, I think maybe they were like, yeah, I think you let the wrong guy go. Oh wow! Which was very sweet, obviously proven wrong. But um, anywho, so they filmed me, and then that, and I was like, well, I'd only go back if Caitlyn asked me to come back. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go up and yeah. show up and be like, hey, I'm back. And, <laughs> and she's like, why are you here? Exactly. But honestly, it was always going to be Sean. It was always going to be Sean. So there was no point in me going back on. So you said no? No, I didn't say no. It just never never went anywhere. Okay. So literally, they left. Didn't tell me what. Because I found this all out way What a later. mind screw. They I like... know. So get this. You know what's even crazier. What? <laughs> so then, uh, nothing ever happens from it. A week later, I get a call from Paradise. And they're like, okay, scratch all that. We want to go to Paradise. And I was like, oh Forget my Caitlin. god. This is all like within a three week span when I left the show and before I had to head to Paradise. So then they call me, like, really want you for Paradise. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. This was like before Paradise was Paradise because it only had one season. Right. It was in Tulum. No one knew who it was. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to Paradise. I mean, now it would have been like, yes, absolutely 100%. Yeah. Let's do it because you just take the opportunity. So then I talked to a producer I was very close with, and he was great, and he still is great, he's such a close friend of ours, and um, he made me feel very comfortable, and so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then like two days before I left Paradise, uh, you guys talk about Reality Steve, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so Reality Steve pops up, and of course my friend is like, the one who signed me up for the show is like the most reality TV junkie you're ever going to meet. Yeah. So she calls me, and she's like, Caitlin didn't pick anybody. 
This is Reality Steve. Oh, he got it wrong? Spoiled the season, got it wrong, and said that she did not make, <gasps> she left the show single. Oh, wait, I didn't. So, of course, she calls me, and she's like, I think she's going to be in paradise. Oh, my God. And I was like, there's no wait, way. Wait, why you go to paradise? No. Oh. But I was already Damn. agreed to go to paradise. Yeah. Oh. I was going. But, like, two days before, so just, like, another mind blank. People yeah. wonder why I was so screwed up in paradise. Yeah. And then she's like, I guarantee she's in paradise. So I went to paradise thinking, like, Caitlin left the show single, and she might show up here. Wow. And then, Would you have tried? At the time, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. But, um, but then, like, in Paradise, I heard conflicting rumors of, like, whether she was with someone or not. And then, of course, it just, like, faded away. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the whole Ashley saga began. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ashley, your wife. Yes. Congrats on Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. He's the He's so best cute. Jared showed us, like, the cutest video of him. Yeah. Hugging him. Yeah, he before. loves to be, like, flown around like he Superman. Is so you know? He's a little precious. Yeah. He is, or he all of these names on his birth certificate. Yes. So it's so Tell us about the Brady edition. Because <laughs> okay. we covered that. Yeah, so we always thought about like possibly naming him Brady or yeah. middle name, but we never did it. It's really like Dawson Demetri Haven. So then Ashley calls me. I was here and she was down in Virginia because she stayed there after New Year's because she could have given birth at any point. She wanted to give birth in Fairfax where her dad works. She calls, she went to her doctors. She's three centimeters dilated. She could go at any point. So I have to hop on the next flight because the doctor's like, could happen within the next 24 hours. I get there. And then, so then we're just kind of playing the waiting game until, um, you know, she goes into labor. And that Friday, uh, Adam Scheffner, who's an NFL reporter, tweeted that like, Brady is going to retire. He just is waiting to announce it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So all weekend, I was obviously extremely sad because Tom Brady is one of the biggest impacts of my life and I love him so much. And, you know, my son is about to be born. And so Ashley, you know, was like, we should really add Brady to the name because we're not gonna be upset about it. Like, we're gonna never regret adding Brady right. to the name. And he's retiring at the same time that I'm about to give birth. It's too much. So I was like, okay. So we molded over the weekend and then Ashley went to labor. She gives birth on Monday to Dawson. Uh, Tuesday morning, we wake up to the news that Brady has officially announced that he is retired from the NFL. So, and didn't he take it back? He has taken it back. He's uh, back in the NFL, thank God. Yeah, thank you. Since hand, um, he, uh, so that morning, we were like, we're definitely, like, he retires when we're in the hospital with our we new gotta son. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. So we added Dawson Dimitri Brady Haven. So we had the birth certificate in our hands. So funny because your name is the most, one of the most impactful parts of who you are. Yeah. And like here we are, which is like a pen and a paper, and it's like okay, just that's it. That is now that is that's, his name. Right. That's it. Forever, Andrew Brady. Like think of hate. your names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your parents did the exact same thing. We just wrote it on a piece of paper, and now it is who you are. Right. Well, like, my mom, my name is Stephanie. I don't know if I even oh I did oh, yeah. introduce myself. Yeah. So, but I'm with an F, and my mom wrote it out with a PH, and then crossed it out and wrote with an L. And I still to this day, I'm like, if I no offense, I love everyone, every spelling, but like I could not imagine being a Stephanie PH. It's like a yeah. different vibe. But think yeah. how easy that would have been. Right. And honestly, Ashley misspelled Dimitri. We had to ask for the birth certificate back. So she spelt it because it's D-I-M-I-T-R-I. I told her in the car. I didn't know how to spell it. We were like writing out questions and I was like, how do you spell this? Yeah, Dimitri. And so she spelt it with an E, I think, at the end. And I was like, that's not Dimitri. That's not how you spell it. That's not how we want to spell it. Yeah, Dimitri, yeah. And so we had to like call and get the birth certificate back. Question, one more name question though. Would you have just named him Brady had you not already announced that it was going to be Dawson? No, I've always loved Dawson. Ashley was 
always wanted to name her first okay. Wanda Dawson. Okay. Because of Jack Dawson, yeah. Nero's character in Titanic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's had this name picked out for 20 years. She loves it so much. And I love the name Dawson too. And honestly, this there's probably so many ladies like running it. around. Yeah. Yeah. But in the New England sure. area. Love it. Yeah. Yep. How has so. parenthood like changed your guys' relationship? Um, I think it's definitely. I hate saying this, but it's added stress to our sure. relationship. Like, Ashley and I have such a great foundation. We're madly in love. You know, she's just an incredible wife, an incredible mother. There's nobody else I'd rather be with. And I think she feels the same. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's hard because we have no Ashley and Jared time anymore. You know, everything's focused on Dawson. And the real kicker, too, is, is Audrey's, you know, the business itself. I'm here all the time, as you guys saw. Yeah. And, um, so that's really tough. So I think parenthood has, um, you know, made us both better people. You know, it's like, can't get mad at anything anymore. We look down and Dawson's smiling because he has a blanket on him. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell am I mad at? Yeah. You know, why am I even upset at anything in the world right yeah. now? Mm -hmm. So that's really nice to see. So you met Ashley in Paradise, as we said. The first time she came on Paradise, though, she brought her sister. Yeah, Lauren. Lauren. Love her. Um, and I love their podcast that they have too together. Um, how did she get her on? Because she's the only person to be able to do this. Obviously, ABC probably just really wanted Ashley. But do you have any inside knowledge? She's the only person ever, right, to go on Paradise that wasn't actually from the show. Besides Christian, Danny's oh, that's Christian. right. Oh, that's but right. Ashley brought Lauren as yeah, like she this is like original my sister. Cast. Yeah, she's she original there. cast. That's I how you know, know your girl's got Paul. I mean, it's crazy how much uh, Ashley gets away with. It's unbelievable. But also, we couldn't not have her on it. So yeah, and she's such a character. And honestly, Ashley is one of the most sweetest, down to earth, most humble people you're ever going to meet yeah. in your entire life. Like she is just. Um, people compliment her all the time, and, and um, you know I don't want to say rightfully so because she's just a good person. Like everybody should be a good person, but she's just so um, grateful for everything. You know, like so many people I know from not only Bachelor World but reality TV, it's like they, they have certain expectations now, of like how they should be treated or what kind of work they get. And it's literally like anytime an opportunity is presented with us, it's like. Like, oh my, like, thank you for thinking of us. Like, that's so sweet. And Ashley's exactly, like, yeah. just like that. She's the best. So I think a lot of times, like, production, like, working with her because, you know, she's just, she's just, you know, understanding of, like, yeah, this is an incredible opportunity. Like, yeah. thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. And she makes great TV. So she they're like, thank you TV. for doing such great TV. Yeah, she does. So I think, uh, you know, well, also I know for a fact one of the high-end producers back then who's just a wonderful human being. Uh, loved Lauren, not romantically, but just mm -hmm. like loves. You're talking Ashley, about Elon, maybe, and uh, <laughs> he's just a wonderful human being, and loved Lauren so much, and their dynamic. It's like I think it would be perfect for Paradise, and so. Uh, did were we just told by someone that the reason why? Who did we just speak to? The reason why what? Evan. Someone just told us recently that the reason why Lauren came on is because they were toying around with Ashley and Lauren getting a show. Oh yes, yeah, that was Evan Bass. Yeah, yeah. We just spoke to Evan Bass. I mean, I don't think it was ever like serious. It was kind of probably like, remember Happily Ever After? Yeah. But they could have gotten that. Yeah, but they could have done that just like them. Yeah, so maybe they it was something like in their head. They were thinking of doing something, but then Lauren was not for TV. Not just well, she's great for TV. She's great TV. She was just so in the. She's like, I want out. I want out. I want to leave. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. You know, it was just like, you know, there's only so much you can do with that. Wait, speaking of TV, though, you guys did a little web series called yeah. What Now? 
what was the whole situation with that? Was that like in the hopes of that becoming like a show on TV, or was it always supposed to be a web series? Where season two, we're all looking for it. Well, there was actually, season two, wasn't there? No, there wasn't. So there was no season two, okay. so we did we're a waiting. YouTube series. Yeah, we're um, still waiting. And it was <laughs> called What Now, and it was really just a story about our lives after the show. Yeah. And because there's this friend group, and we were all living in LA at the time, and it was me, uh, Ashley, Tanner, Jade, Nick. That was and Dean was gonna be a part of the show, but like in his Dean fashion. He like skydived. He skydived for the gender reveal, which is so fantastic. Yeah. And as he landed, that's when he met Tanner J for the first time, which is great. That's amazing. And um, but we Ashley and I had this idea, and it was mainly Ashley, uh, about like doing this series and like no one's really talked about it, and this is something that we should do. And so we worked with Kinetic um, Productions, uh, we have a really close friend in that production company and they did um, something called The Story of Us, which is a YouTube yeah. series that Ashley did, that Ashley and I did for the announcement of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they love the idea and we pitched it and Ashley and I were very much producers and editors on that show and we Which? The Story of Us or this other No, one? no, 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 What Now? And The Story of Us, both. Um, we were very heavily involved in the production of it, but we loved it. It was so much fun and uh, we got a lot of... But there was a lot of a lot of things that went on with that. Uh, that like what? Like just you know, if you get a bunch of bachelor people together mm-hmm. to film a YouTube show, yeah, you know, there's gonna be questions of like what's going on. Why are all like these people together filming a reality show? Like questions. Okay, and cool, yeah, what's because to me it's very clear. Like of course, what it's you're clear. Doing. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's, so what's the? Well, I'm, yeah. What was the issue? I mean, or people were just like being haters. No, it oh. was just more of like, um, you know, I think especially the show, you know, pre-social media, like, I, I, I don't, when you go on the show, like they give you, they, everybody's talked about this, how they scare the life and you like can't be on social media until after you find out. I yeah. think yeah. it's changed now. But yeah. Like, and so they're very, they're very aware of what their. Um, cast members and former cast members are doing and uh, you know when you get former cast members together and it's like pretty you know knock on wood we're very lucky prominent names within the bachelor world yeah. talking about what their life is like now you know raises questions of like what are you guys doing especially with a company like Kinetic like because we just work with Kinetic we love Kinetic so much yeah. mm-hmm. they do 90 day fiance stuff like competitor and so I think there was like uh, some you know uh, oh. questions raised and so maybe we you know had to Figure things out, and then, okay. and uh, but it was still so much fun. And would uh, you do it again? I feel like in a different totally capacity. Like, oh, well, yeah. I feel like you guys could do it with on ABC. Your own. ABC, or, or do it on your own. own at this point. Oh, we would love to do it with ABC. Um, you know, we, I love NZK, NZK Productions. The people on that, they're just awesome. They're just amazing people. And um, I know it sounds so weird because it's like production is evil, and I really don't think they are. Really think you that. don't. I, I don't at all. Well, I wouldn't either. You were just in their commercial during their primetime segment. Congrats, Which, by the way. Thank that was you so much. Freaking, that was really good. Thank you. But I also think that it's like a, a couple guys on my season, I'll never forget. Like, I went into, I guess I went into Bachelor, the Bachelor experience, like fully expecting, like, of course, it's about love, but like, it's a reality TV show, so I'm just going to kind of go and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I walked into the show with that mindset, and I feel like a lot of guys just don't. A lot of people don't. They fully expect it to be like 100% authentic and real. 
Yeah. Like, it's it like is still a show. There'd be guys that'd be like, I want to talk to The Bachelorette. It's <laughs> just like, you can't. Right. And they're like, well, this is ridiculous. Like, how am I supposed to form a connection where I can't talk to them? And then they're, you know, it's like, well, what do you... Yeah. Well, you think... You know, you're not gonna be able to talk to them every second of every right. day, or like, unfortunately, some people like some people, like Nick gets to go hang out with her in her room. Like, you're not gonna have the same privileges, and it just sucks. Right. But it's just like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, Nick's good for TV. He's yeah. a storyline. Some people are gonna get like certain privileges Kinda that you like don't get. How Ashley, when she was sent home in paradise, and she was able to just walk back, back in and back say, in. "Hey guys, I want to come back," and everyone's like, "Okay." Because they wanted her to come out. Yeah, or like how she created her own fantasy suite day club. Yeah, yeah we just talked about that recently. Everybody wants to do that. Of course, everybody wants to do their own But only, they're only going to do that for certain people. So well, do you, it's not you also, they're not... Only people, some people get those privileges and some people It's don't. not that like they don't want to do it for other people, but like their time is limited as well. Yeah. You know, they only have so much minutes and hours in the day and it's like, okay, are we going to do a date for this person where... It's not that interesting, and they're like not forming that great of a connection, but they want to see where it goes. Or are we going to do this, where everybody cares about this connection, and this is what people want to see, mm -hmm. and you have to choose one or the other? Because yeah. you can, you know, like a lot of people, I think, just assume that it's like, oh, they can do whatever they want. It's like, no, they're working on a budget. They have producers right. that it's like they have to go on break, they have to leave now. That's true. Cameramen have to like. Yeah. It's all very strict. It's. I think people forget about the rigidness of just like working because it is right. their job, and it's like, right. at times, a lot of the times, they have to choose between what they're going to focus on and what they're not going to focus on. And unfortunately, you know, every cast member wants to be focused on to a certain extent, yeah. wants like their moment, it's just not possible. And like, you just get, like, I got so freaking lucky. It really was just luck, you know? I bet there were, um, when they were casting, there were so many guys like me, where they were probably looking at me and they are like, ah, this guy's gonna be like, just like the nice guy and yeah. easy going. And it's like, there must've been thousands of me. And they were like, well, take this one, Jared. Right, yes, yeah. And then Caitlin was like, yeah, he's cool to hang out with. I'll keep him around. And then I got into paradise, and then all of a sudden, Ashley was like, this guy's amazing. And then it was just like, I, it's crazy. Really how just put like, you up there on that pedestal. Unbelievable, you know? I always told her, I was like, I'm not as great as you think I am. And now she's married to me. She's like, you're not as great as you think yeah, I am. She's like, Yeah. But did you ever, were, did producers ever give you a line? Was there ever a scene that aired on TV that you're like, that didn't actually happen that way, but it was shown a different way on TV? Oh, yeah, but not like... Any example? Uh, the best example I can give is an example I've given it before, but I've only experienced it, but it's still like in the tone of what the scene was, but it's like not what I meant or like um, how, like uh, the best example I can give is my first time leaving Paradise, we're leaving, we're in the car, I'm in the car with the producer, and, you know, I was kind of sad, but I wasn't that sad, I was, you Where know, are you? Leaving where? Through our first season of Paradise. Oh, okay. okay. And, uh, we're so you're the, leaving alone? Leaving alone, I left, I just broke up with Ashley, and, uh, you know, I'm in the car, and it was just a long process, very stressful, and so I was pretty excited just to leave and, like, just breathe and just get back to AC and not have, you know? <laughs> And as much as like, I would never want to leave the show because I'm so grateful of everything, but like at the same time, it is also like, you get a moment of like, oh, okay, like I don't have to be on camera tomorrow and I don't yeah. have to be mic'd up and like, yeah. I, I, I can just like breathe and really like think about things. And Anyway, uh, so I was leaving and uh, I wasn't like overly upset. So I wasn't crying and I think 
they were just hoping for more of a sad exit. I was just more of kind of like indifferent. I wasn't like funny or angry or sad. I was just kind of, so I think they were like, huh. And then, so anyway, um, and let me preface it by saying, I do think that this story is true. Mm-hmm. But the producer started crying. And I was like, what's the matter? Oh no. Her dog died that day. Legitimately, the dog did die. The dog died. Oh. So I felt really bad, so I was talking to her about it, because we were in the car for an hour, so we were just talking about multitude of things. And I was like, well, you know, she's not in pain anymore. Fast forward, a couple months later, I break up with Ashley on TV, they have me in the car, they keep cutting back and forth between Ashley and I talking, and, it, and then all of a sudden I say, as if I'm talking about Ashley, well, she's not in pain <gasps> anymore. And that aired on TV? <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about a dead dog, and they yeah, made but it of that course, like it's about. still in the Wait, grand. Wait, that is awesome. It's okay. awesome, right? That's awesome. But it's so also when like you're watching it. Are you like, are you serious? I was like, like Wait a minute, I wasn't talking about Ashley. And also, she was still in pain. Uh, Ashley. Yeah, so that's why I think it was like. <laughs> that's such a crazy thing to say about like if it, you were talking about Ashley. I broke up with her. <laughs> She's not in pain anymore. But it's like one of those things that like it's still in like the context of like the theme of it. Oh, Ashley's calling me. Oh. Cool. Um, but. Um, so it's not like I said one thing and I was like, that's not what I meant at yeah, all. It was yeah, still it like, just it was, cut. It was just like kind of like, we're kind of like looking for a line for him exiting. Like, yeah. that's pretty good. Let's hit, let's yeah. put that in there, you know? Right. I don't know. That's my experience with that. I'm sure many people have many different experiences. Right. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. I have to go with the full that scene back up. She's not in pain anymore. Hysterical. Oh, that's the one I want. Uh, let me FaceTime Ash. Okay. Hello. I came home. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Good call coming home. Uh, say hello to the She's All Batch podcast. Okay. Hi. Hey, Ashley. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, no, we're this so excited is excited awesome. Here. I'm sorry we missed you. I know. We were okay. hoping to see you, but Jared's holding down the fort, getting some good bachelor oh, tea. Is, is he doing the podcast? Yeah, we're doing it right we're doing now. Interview right we're now. wrapping up. I told the story, I just told the story about how when I was leaving Paradise Season 2 and I, the, how she's not in pain anymore, and I was talking about the dog. Wait, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. It's pretty awesome. So funny. You're not in pain anymore, are you? Yeah, Ash, are you in pain anymore? What? Are you in pain anymore? No, I'm actually a whole different time. Oh, that's good. Alright, I'll call you right back. Yes, yeah, we definitely want to come back. This is awesome. All right, well, we can wrap up. Jared's a busy, busy man. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's our show. Be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a nice review if you like what you hear. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss any future episodes. Yes, and guys... Big announcement. We have the opportunity to be nominated for a podcast award, but we need your help to secure the nomination. So if you guys can, it would mean so much to us. Go to www.podcastawards.com. From there, you can create an account and you can nominate us. We are up for awards or up for nominations in the People's Choice category, the female hosted podcast category, and the film and TV category. And we'd love to just win all three. So if you could just like help us win. Obviously we need a grand sweep of all of the categories. Um, So yeah, just, it takes two seconds. Honestly, it's so easy. Please just go and nominate us. Wouldn't it be so much cooler if like we won that one of those categories versus like. Over Nick Vile. Or over like clickbait. Like, I mean like an ABC backed podcast versus two girls that just did this on our own. Like, come on, let's make this dream a reality. This is 
the little podcast that could, guys, we need to crush all of the corporation-backed podcasts because yeah. we're independent young female creators. Um, so yeah, that's at www.podcastawards.com. You make a quick little count and then you can nominate us. Thank you. And guys, we are officially surpassed 900 subscribers on YouTube. When we get to a thousand, we promised you one of our subscribers is getting a crisp hundo dollar bill and that could be you. So you better go subscribe, go to youtube.com slash she's all batch, go subscribe, check out the videos. We have such fun content there. And I get so many messages from people saying they want more content once a week episode isn't enough. Well, go to YouTube. It'll keep you entertained for days. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So go subscribe, please. Yes. And if you love the show and want to talk to other people that love the show, join our Facebook group. The link to that will be in the episode description. And be sure to check out our sponsors. We have everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That will get you 20% off at at home lab test of your choosing. You can go to apostrophe.com slash she's all batch for $15 off your first visit, making your visit literally $5. Like $5. So definitely check them out. We have been so obsessed with their skincare products all summer long. And if you're horny, go to dameproducts.com slash batch and get 15% off site-wide and stock up on some sex toys so you can go to the fantasy suite prepared. Yes, guys, it's literally site-wide. So you might as well at least go check it out. It just go it's to the website. The entire site. You might find something that you're that tickles your fans. Literally. And follow us. Follow me at She's All Batch across platforms. And follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore on all platforms. And I think that's it. Bye bitches. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.